What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lapuma. You are listening. You are watching the Complex Sneakers Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my two guys, my two friends to my right, Big Bubble Boy, Mr. Matt Welty. <laughs> We're here. Bubble Boy? And to my left. Isn't that Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy? Do I remember my, that correctly? Jake yeah, Gyllenhaal. He the, and he's you, on Hot Ones this week. Yeah, make hey, sure you, you let's go. go. I'm, that I'm sure you already watched it, though. I'm sure you already yeah. watched it. But go check out that Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal Hot Ones season finale. I, I'm sure our friends at Hot Ones, hello, Sarah, Chris, uh, everybody else, I, I'm, I'm sure they're happy Sean. that we're on this this humble show promoting them. I'm, I'm sure they really felt like they needed you know, that they extra needed promo. That extra yeah. push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To my left, Mr. Brendan Dunn. He's here. Signature interruptions coming in early. It's all good. It's all good. We get to the greeting. We get to the energy. The energy stays up. Actually, I, I want to mention this. You could call me Brendan Wealthy if you want. There was I, I was Wealthy. I was at the Action Bronson concert last week, and some guy came up to me and said, "Are you Brendan Wealthy?" Oh, all right. <laughs> just, weird, just devastating. The humbling. You said, "I'm I'm everywhere. You ain't never there." <laughs> Even in your absence, your presence is felt. <laughs> thank oh, you wow. to the, thank you to all the fans okay. everywhere. The young man I saw on the train with the haze dunks on. Whoa, lows or highs? Lows. Wow, yeah. wasn't me. No, oh. <laughs> there wasn't you, Joe. That haze dunks on the train. <laughs> yeah, respect. That was yeah, today. Yeah, that's why that's why I threw him a salute. No, that was that was last night. I was wow. on my way to the opera. So that's to see those in the field. That's rare. You don't you don't want to ask about the opera. Spike Lee was there. I saw Spike Lee at okay. the opera. Yeah. A young lady asked if she could take a selfie. She said, hey, Spike, can I get a selfie? He said, can't do that. No? <laughs> yeah, shut her down real quick. <laughs> opera, was it who, Bocelli in town or <laughs> who was it? The opera is called Champion. Oh, okay. Yeah. A it man its, of taste. It was its debut at the Metropolitan Opera here. In a New man York. of taste, a man of luxury, a man of class at the opera. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> what do we got? What's going on? How was the weekend? Well, it was Easter. Yes, it was. Did you do a lot of planning for your Easter sneakers? I feel like I saw some calls from you on social media asking people, best Easter sneakers, what they're wearing for Easter. I feel like that's a big thing for you. Uh, so went home for Easter last minute, went and saw okay. the folks, um, took the Amtrak up. And I, ha I had a funny realization about Easter sneakers hmm. over the weekend is that everyone thinks – for Easter sneakers, you have to wear like the most like pink, purple, uh, pastel, pastel-ish mm -hmm. yep. colors. But at the back of my head, I'm like thinking, I'm like, if you're like going to church with the family, etc., it almost feels like the more appropriate or fitting footwear choice mm -hmm. is to wear like a pair of brown, something conservative or green New Balances, yeah, instead of the. DJ Khaled, Air Jordan 5. <laughs> it always comes can't, back to the Can't camp. let go of the Complex <laughs> Con discussion. He can't let go of it. We, we, you, it for, always comes for, back. For, for fairness, Complex Sneakers Instagram account on Easter did post like the one-year uh, like anniversary-esque of the DJ Khaled, Air Jordan 5s. Oh, so that's why that it's was a year in your ago? mind. I think so, yeah. Wow. Uh, so you went to New Hampshire. Yeah. You didn't. Do an Easter egg hunt for your building in Jersey City? No. You're we, as a super. We, we did, did an Easter egg hunt for my niece. Okay, but you didn't do it for the residents no, of your building? Sorry. Yeah, that would have really brought up the morale. Yes. I'm like the youngest person in the building. I don't think it's going to okay. That would have bought you some goodwill when the AC units go out this summer. <laughs> Just remember <laughs> the little plastic eggs you put the pennies in? Plastic right. eggs. We're not doing plastic eggs. Wait, real eggs? Yeah. Wait, you stuff them with money, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. But I saw a lot of people saying 
No, for for Easter shoes this year, a lot of Joe Freshgood 993s. Joe Freshgood posted his whole like catalog of sneaker collabs Mm -hmm. and was like, Mm -hmm. oh, what should I break out? I don't know. It was was cool to see Joe's whole... uh, The whole palette in one picture. There was that unreleased pair of uh, purple 993s. I missed that. There's an unreleased purple New Balance 993. Mm. Yeah. I need that. It's funny looking back because I I like those shoes, even though I've said I'm not a fan of like the pack collabs Mm -hmm. as much or the multiple pairs, but Mm -hmm. the purple one just looks so good. Yeah. How about these Terra Squad Air Force Ones while on the way? The black and white ones that yeah. he was wearing? Yeah, yeah I like Or he those. debuted those on the Full Size Run. So the, the panda thing, did you see what he responded? No. What'd he say? We posted that black and white colorway of the Terra Squad Air Force Ones, a sneaker I'm very excited about. Same. I need at least one of the colorways that's coming, okay. if not multiple. And Fat Joe said in the comments, these have been around since 2004. We don't jack styles. <laughs> Fat Joe, Speak on it, getting, getting ahead of the panda narrative early to let people know this Speak is something that's it. been around for decades now. This has nothing to do with the panda dunk. So you're although, getting a pair of pandas? What? Are you getting a pair of those pandas? He, are you disrespecting? No, but are you? <laughs> you don't want that smoke. You don't want that smoke, okay? Um, I would like the black and white Terror Squad Air Force One. Same. Yeah, I'll buy those at retail for sure. Same. For sure. Are you wealthy? Uh, not Air Force One guys, so. Okay. Yeah. You must have owned a pair of Air Force Ones at some point. I've had like a couple pairs. But, Which pairs? Uh... The first one, I mean, I have, I've only owned like two or three pairs of Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a pair of the Air Force One, I think they're like Lux Comfort. They were like a Nike Lab pair. Mm-hmm. They're like monotone yep. or upper um, with like a leather outsole. And shout out our good friend Ronnie Feig. He uh, hmm. sent a pair of the Tokyos. Yeah. Oh, okay. But well. you don't really wear Air Force Ones. Not, no. Not now, this is, I don't know if, I, I, I don't want to like, threaten any connections you have in your personal life but your mm. close personal friend pg is of course the air force one super aficionado is there any chance that there, this causes a rift between no. you two the the no. the no. stunning little, revelation that you don't I've, ever wear air force little little sneaker wars I, over the I, no i feel like hmm. it, it's a it's a good switch because paul always wears the same thing every time you see him so it's a okay. wow more tension yeah you're just adding <laughs> to it <laughs> okay couldn't help himself with the shot <laughs> all right run the jewels dunks coming up not a huge fan. Okay. Isn't it like your whole life like predicated on this one moment? No, absolutely not. My no. What? No. <laughs> Big Brendan Dunshoe is that Big what you're Brendan Dunshoe. <laughs> um of course I love SB Dugs. I've obsessed over them for decades now. I'm a big LP fan. Mm. Reason, uh, I'm not the biggest run the jewels fan, but I, I like their music and I've seen them live a few times. And I, we spoke about it on here. I've never seen your life ruined more. <laughs> Then when, wow, wow. we, we spoke it? about it. Yeah, we <laughs> did. The, the when we oh, went, yes, to, go shoot, we went to go shoot the podcast, and Brendan was sitting on the LP sneaker oh, leak. Right. Yeah, I yeah. we had the early info before anybody else, or I don't know if we had it before anybody else, but we we had the info for a while that there was going to be a set of Run the Jewels dunks. We were recording the podcast, and then when we finished recording the podcast. I had a message from somebody saying somebody else posted it, and I was wealthy is absolutely right. Personally attacked, totally devastated. This guy got a storage unit full of leaks. He just forgets sometimes. Hey, oh, I forgot I had him. I forgot <laughs> I had that few, I in the that, stash. Uh, I, I wish we could talk about it at length on yeah. here, but I think that a few hours after this episode comes out, we'll we'll drop a. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not. Let sure. me mouth it to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep, we'll yep, yep. we'll put that out there this Friday, um, and I guess talk about it in a couple weeks. We are. 
let's say the PSA now. I think we're taking next week off of the podcast, Yes, right? we are. We are taking next week off. You know, boys need a break. So No rest for the weary? That's it. We're taking a week off. Good thing is we've had a lot of great guests recently. Mm-hmm. Go back in that archive. Mm-hmm. If you're watching the Air movie, go check that Sonny Vaccaro episode out. Mm-hmm. I went back and listened to the Sonny Vaccaro episode. I was I was pretty happy to hear that conversation Catalog is again. extensive. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it surprises me sometimes how much we did during the whole like pandemic yeah. era. I know, and I and I do hope people can go find those. It's it, I feel like if they're, when they're not on YouTube, it gets a little lost. Yeah, but I know. we're we're maybe we might be two hundred episodes deep. Have we done? No, there's no way we've done two hundred episodes of this podcast, maybe, right? I don't know. No, no, because that would have been that, that like one episode a week. That'd be like four years. That's not quite and, it. And you're gonna be? Can we talk about you're gonna be popping out? Yeah, when when people hear this, I'll be in Oregon. So oh, flag me down if you see me on okay. the map. Oh, I thought you were gonna be. Uh, or, or is that the following week? Oh yes, I'll be in California after that for the Fear of God show at the Hollywood Bowl. A little West Coast trip for you. I know. I know. Jerry was like a, even a, he had spoken to us about it, but yep. he was like alluding even more to that over the weekend. Like it was. I think he had posted pictures. It was like Easter Sunday at yeah the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, but also at the Hollywood Bowl, he's gonna have the Fear of God Adidas. Very much looking forward to that. Okay. Um, New Balance 860 V2, the ALD pairs. Welty, are you into that sneaker? I like the green one, and I feel like that's the only one that needed to be made. Okay. Even though, I guess... Is this is this part of your thing about... About one colorway Yeah, you feel release? like I think so. collaborations need to just stand on one colorway instead so. of doing a full range. People had said that the, the red and blue pairs are the OG colorways okay. of that shoe, okay. so I kind of... I like the blue a lot. I kind of get that i think mm-hmm. the red just looks a little eh, like you don't need it but i just really like the green one mm-hmm. so I'm cream like, soda color on the toe yeah the the blue one looks a little salmon toe ish though oh no i'd have to check i, I didn't know. i didn't think the that. gear is great though i'll tell you what yeah. all the new york city cool guys already have those really yeah you've seen it out i've seen it a lot I, I haven't seen it out but i've seen it on instagram i, thought, I do I, I do want a pair i wish i would have bought them i but. thought you'd be a big fan joe of that uh the promo photo where like they're tying the shoes and there's the like the gold rolly the gold chain on and gold yeah. watch i think there's a it was, oh it was sorry. there a, or there's an there's a gold anklet or oh i like the uh, i like the gear but i didn't get the shoes what other collabs oh this is one link that we ran out there that we haven't talked about on here just yet but Bodie nike yes you broke that of course obviously sorry goes that with, sounds goes without sorry. saying sorry <laughs> But yeah, so what? What do you Nike know? Astro Grabber? This is a sneaker that they've never retro before. This is a mid seventies. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of shoes in that same vein. That kind of I don't want to call it a category, but that kind of genre of original Nike turf slash football shoes. These very flat models like that. So the Astro Grabber is an important one for Nike's history. Yeah, designed by Bill Bowerman. It's got the original waffle sole on the bottom. Mm. This guy, Dan Fouts, who was a quarterback at Oregon, um, had some input on the development of the shoe. Joey Harrington have it? Or? No, okay. but uh, Dan Fouts did uh, throw some passes to a young Tinker Hatfield before oh, he ever uh, showed Tinker up at the University of Oregon. Tinker, yeah, <laughs> because, over the shoulder? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tinker told me in an interview earlier this year that I, I'm going to go, I'm going to write a 5,000 word thing on the Astro Grabber eventually. So we'll get into it all there. But that um, before. Tinker said that, you know, he went to Oregon on track scholarship and before he got there, they were testing him out to see if he could be a wide receiver because the school wanted to get more um, more value for the scholarship money that they gave him to see if they could fill two slots oh, on teams okay. with him. So. I'm not looking forward to this shoe, though. 
What? Mm, Bodie yeah. Nike? Yeah. Tell us why. Just it's not your thing at all not 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 at not at all mm-hmm. um like i put out like put it out there whatever it's like i think it's very like wales bonner samba mm-hmm. crowd but just not I, I, I know what the shoe looks like not the collab but like yeah. I, I know you have an sh- idea in your head of what it will I already look like. like can visualize what and it's gonna like look it. like can you visualize just, your frustration not frustration <laughs> just not for me you know <laughs> tell is, me is, this. It, is it for you i haven't seen the shoe i but it, you haven't seen the shoe, but you, unless they do something extravagant to the silhouette, you kind of know what you're in for. Uh, I, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. I just don't. I just don't know enough about it yet. I haven't it, seen it. It's kind of like not saying make a like judgment without. Sometimes I want to be conservative, even when we see the leaked photos. I, I, like, I, let's I, wait until we see I more. Get I, it, but even, I don't even. I don't even have a name of a colorway for these whoop, shoes. Trust me, I got even a style though. code. I get it, but at the, at, the, okay, we'll find at, the, at the same point, it's like it's saying that they're going to do a collaboration on like the Air Jordan 2010, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what that shoe looks like and you could do something crazy to it that may make the shoe look cooler, but you know that's not the sort of style shoe that you're into. That's what you're saying. Astro Grabber in general, yeah, that not, shape I, of shoe from I'm Nike, not going to do it. The whole yeah. feel general things from, from that era, you're not into it. No. Okay. Joe? I feel like I would be into this. Okay. I, although I There's feel some like, apparel coming as well. Yeah, I don't think I you'd like be. In, the, I don't think you'd be into this shoe. Feel like the colorway might be a little light. No, I like that. Um, you remember? Um, Ama Manier did that waffle. That's nothing. Waffle one. Nothing similar. It's not. Not really. Hold on. The, what's it called? The Astro Grabber. Yeah, it's like a super low top. Like, I don't see Jolo Puma in this shoe necessarily. It looks like a pair of like Onisoka Tigers. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's from that era. Oh, right? I'm looking now. Absolutely not. <laughs> See? Well, we got that no. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I must have just saw like the post. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So that's. Or a, people did think that because you had posted a, it's Bodie, right? Yeah. Bodie jacket with the swoosh logo like photoshopped on top of it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, that's the, ja-. people were like thinking like, oh, is this maybe a jacket from the collection? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Very generous to even say that we photoshopped it. Zach just put the, put the logo on top. Yeah. Luca twos. Do we like him? Hmm. Not a shoe I've thought a lot about, to be honest. Me with either. You. I thought they looked good. Yeah, they're they're good on court shoe. But Mavs are a hot topic right now. That's why yeah, is that? It's overshadowed by that for sure. I mean, Luca's arguably like one of the best players in the NBA, to but pr- like they didn't even make the playoffs to protect their pick going to the Knicks. I'll give you the TLDR because I Please, know you're super yeah. interested. I know you're a big basketball fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to protect their picks going to the Knicks, yep. they sat Luca after the first quarter. Okay, so they would lose the playing game, so they're out of the playoffs, and it's like a big controversy because there's a chance that they could have made the playoffs if yeah, they yeah. And there's a chance that his new Jordan brand signature shoe could have a much bigger platform to shine on. When's the Tatum dropping? I don't know. Okay, we need Jason Tatum on sneaker shopping. I was with him on set a couple weeks ago. Tatum? You, yeah, you should have told me. I would have. I would have gotten his ear. Can you text them? No. We need Tatum on sneaker shopping. <laughs> no, I we're can't. On, we're on hiatus. We're on hiatus. I've seen him at Concepts. You know, Boston is just in a cellar ride down. Yeah. I, and I, the cellar ride up, I actually. Just, that's where I was. Yeah, we need to. Uh, him. Wait, you went to Boston? Yeah, I was in Needham. Oh, I didn't know that. Tatum, come on. Come on, th- Is that how you pronounce it? Needham? Yeah. I think it's a suburb of Boston. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the sneakers we're wearing on feet? It's time. Before we get into some other stuff, Welty. Big Bubbles. Big Bubbles. Thanks to our good friend and alumni of the show, 
Derek Curry. Oh, shouts to Derek. How, how much do you politics. like them? I do. We've like, had a lot of conversation about. I this do show. like them quite a bit. Um, just the the few pain points that people have talked about in the shoe is the shape of the toe, not really the bubble. I think the shape of the toe is what people are complaining about the most. It's kind of round. Okay. And mm. do you feel that way when you look down at your toes? A little bit, but it doesn't bother me too much. Okay. The, I don't mind the bubble. The one thing I didn't even notice about the shoe is that the tongue has this weird like felt uh-huh like like padding to it but oh sounds like you're really into them <laughs> i do i mean white red max one of my first shoes look good yep joe my easter shoes cortez 95s you know how pop out in the gncs the blue joints no, i popped out yeah uh hopefully but i did pop out on the on the gram last week my boy hit me because i haven't been I you don't my, see joe on the grid very often i returned to the feed in, in these did you have a leather on? Today. Yeah, leather pants. My boy Frazier thought I brought the On Noirs out from 2012, 2014. No, it wasn't All those. All the important sneakers. Might as well have been. Cortez 95s, though, doing the black I am going to go buy these on resale. I'm pledging. I, I think I mentioned it on here or another program, one of the many platforms you see me on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spend ahead. some money on these. I'm four or five wears in, and look, not a wrinkle in sight, baby. Are you going to double up on these? <laughs> I did. This colorway? Or all the both. this colorway, not in the green ones. I don't think so because I could tell that these shoes are going to wear well, and I want the green ones to wear well. It's not often that you get a good leather ninety five. Look you know, at that's this. The one thing about Look 95s at it. Is like I'm always worried about bringing them out when the weather's a a, a, a little gloomy because there's all that suede on there, you know, and you don't want to ruin them. Now you got a nice leather gradient ninety five. You step out in the storm and feel protected. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I am doing a sneaker that I love, a sneaker that I'm wearing for the first time ever, Nike Air Structure Triax OG. This is the retro, the recent one. This is a sneaker that I wanted for a long time. Welty, do you remember when the retro before this one was? Uh, 2009, I believe. 2009? I wanted that pair back then, never bought them, but I did buy the basketball version. You remember there was yep. a high top version yep. of it? You getting buckets? Uh, I didn't, I know I didn't get any buckets in okay. them, but I bought that pair from a Nike outlet in Seaside, Oregon for $40, but just not as good as, as this one. And they finally brought back this one years later. And it was a shoe that I bought and then kind of assumed that maybe I would never wear, you know, a classic, just like there's a lot of those OG Nike yep. runner retro colorways. You put it on your feet and you're like, oh yeah, I can wear this all the time. Yeah. I, and I'm I'm happy to. So if you see me in Oregon, this is what I'll be in. Oh, you're gonna pack them for Oregon. Yeah. Are you leaving right from here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see the Ramoa in the office. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's, okay. that's that's the pair. That's the pair that I had that I had ordered, and they got stuck in a uh, Kearney, New Jersey UPS shipping yeah hub, and yeah. got ripped in the belt, the shipping belt, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we sorry, we can't send you the shoes. You what? got your money back, right? Yeah. Okay." Actually, Joe, uh, speaking of shipping woes and shoes going through long journeys before they reach their eventual destination, I believe that there's a pair of dime Reeboks floating around here somewhere oh, for you. Oh, really? Yeah, and they didn't come from Greece, baby. Wow. Really? I think so. Check the mail room. I got to check the mail room. Yeah. I think we might have finally located a pair for you. Wow. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Am yeah. I going to know who sent it? 
I think it was our friend Mubi. Oh, the my guy who we shared a little Lante pasta and some al, de, al dente pasta <laughs> at Emilio's. Comes, it all comes back around. Okay, love that. I gotta around. check. I'm gonna check the mail right after this. Okay. Can you share antipasta with Matt Damon? No, it was too early in the morning for that. I would have though. I would have. <laughs> a little supersad and some mortadelle. Listen, before I go on a rant. Okay, so last week mm-hmm. on the podcast we talked about air. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Three times now. Really? Yeah, because I saw one screener before we had the shoot. Mm-hmm. I saw this another screener at South by Southwest. They had the event. Mm-hmm. And then I went again last week. With the general public. Yes, Gen Pop. 1010 with my friend and... and um, what theater did you see it at? Alamo Draft House. You Brooklyn, had some tater tots? Downtown Brooklyn. I had chicken tenders. Beautiful. So good. A little dark in there. You don't know what you're eating, but that's okay. Fries and chicken tenders, it's, it's fine. But last week, my colleague to my left was asking you to go see the movie because we want to talk about it. Him and I have talked about it. He's wrote about it. I had Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Chris Tucker on the show. The show's called Sneaker Shopping. Uh, You may have heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) But you you said, you know, you have – Easter, you have all yeah. these things. You were making all the excuses. Uh, you said <laughs> no that excuses. You, uh, you, you know, you said you wouldn't get to it. You're not sure when you would get to it. We thought maybe you wait for Amazon Prime. But last night, Power moved it. The 7.30 screening, you prefaced it, the screening. I had chicken tenders at the, the last movie. I'm going to get to it. I had chicken tenders at the at the last movie Sneakers theater at podcast. Alamo Draft House. You did a power move to be – you set the tone. You were like Phil Knight going to the movie, okay? What would you have before? Well, I, you, I'm, I'm about to tell up. you. I know it's is, a long build-up. No, it's not even a build-up. I had just – I, I had traveled. I went to Easter with my folks. Oh, my took, God. We're going to, back to Easter? Took, well, that's why I didn't <laughs> Sorry, see go. the movie. That's why I didn't see the movie. Did you just take the Lord's name in vain? No, I said we're going back to Easter. He said, oh, my God. Oh, Anyways, sorry, but took the train. Sorry, took the train back. Took the Amtrak back. Sat all day. My legs were super jacked up. Yeah, I was wondering why he texts. Oh, <laughs> you you text like oh, we'll it's a two hours. We'll I'm gonna stretch. Oh, it's an ongoing issue. I have like an issue, whatever my hamstring, whatever. Oh, okay, sitting for long periods of time like makes it so I it. Yeah, my my body's all jacked up. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I had to go we see that. I knew that. I knew I, you were jacked, I mean, I no. jacked up. <laughs> anyway, like yeah, like had that. to go. Had to go to. <laughs> had to go like stretch things out because i had knew i was going to go sit for another yeah two hours and yep. i'm like this is not going to be a pretty situation but little did i know the movie theater i went to because i don't go to the movies mm-hmm. anymore you have to like reserve a seat mm-hmm. i didn't know that that was a thing anymore <laughs> okay but it was one of the the recliners oh okay yeah, yeah i didn't know that that All was right. a thing yeah um a little weird but but i went and saw the movie you're missing sarku though Oh, getting the oh. build up to Sarku. Oh, sorry, I totally forgot about that. That's the I whole apologize. build up. Okay, this is, this he texts like us. This is the least sneakery episode no, we've had in a while. I'm sorry, no, no, I don't no, think no. we're gonna cut it. But anyone who knows, try. I mean, I, I guess Sarku is a nationwide brand. But Jersey City, he goes to see the movie. He starts, you know, the stretching. Yeah, the leg issue. Sorry to hear about it. But Sarku, <laughs> chicken teriyaki. When I was at the finish line for lunch, you know how many times yeah, I had Sarko the during the line. week? Double meat. <laughs> Double meat. And also, with Sarko, here's a little Easter egg. No, here's a little. <laughs> yeah. How many? <laughs> here's a little thing for Sarko. When you are, you know, they give you the yeah, teriyaki. <laughs> I used to wait two minutes because. Used to. 
they always skimp a little on the teriyaki, so I always waited. They would pour over three times. Anyway, <laughs> I thought if I anyone thought, knows Sorku, it's worth it. This this thought, amount of thought, time we're giving to it. So I thought you were going to say it's like Costco with the little sample plate that they have. Well, that's the, how they lure you in, but they lure you in because they drench it in teriyaki. Then when you get the regular dish, it's not that drenched. That's why I go, no, I want it to be like the sample. Keep going. Then they get mad at me. <laughs> they see me coming in the mall. They get mad at me. Anyway, we we're might have here. Just picked up a new, a new, I'm a sorry. much needed new sponsor. For I know. The I'm, I'm sorry. I know that Sarku <laughs> Japan is one right there oh, down the street. Yeah. Might as well. I, I may get that today. Uh, listen, though. Air, we saw it. You saw it. Yep. You tweeted last night right when, before. When you saw it. Yeah. You have thoughts. Here yeah. we are. Let us hear it. Give just, us your thoughts. It's just my thoughts. That's what I was feeling at the time. Let's see. Uh, okay, so I sent you guys a text yes. last night, and I yes. put it all down mm-hmm. in form. Here are my thoughts on the, oh, wow. on the movie. Took notes. Took notes. Okay. Number one, I think you had mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned this on the program, Brendan, we had said this privately or whatever. Mm-hmm. Biggest, th- one of the biggest things, Peter Moore doesn't, didn't have a lisp. So I have to interject right there because I felt the same way when I first saw the movie. That actor has a lisp. That yes. actor has a lisp in real life. Okay. And at first when I saw it, the performance, I thought that it was some put on for the movie. That is just the way that guy talks. So also, we can't actor, count that as a point against okay. the movie. Matthew Moore. Uh-huh. You know, it was also funny. Ben Affleck had a new Dunkin' Donuts commercial yes. after the movie, and he's playing. Uh, he's at the register. Yeah, yeah, Matthew yeah. Moore. But to your point, yes, I he he has a lisp. Yeah. So, anyways, carry on. Okay. Second point, and you said Tinker Hatfield also pointed this out to you. Matt Damon is good in the movie. Yes, Matt great Damon, performance. But Matt Damon is not Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah. It, it, the the best way it. the best way I can yeah. I, I can put it. This is just the easiest. Uh, way to explain it is mm-hmm. is that if they were doing if twenty years or ten years are doing a sneaker shopping biopic. Oh my God! You be careful. <laughs> you better be careful. This is, this is <laughs> the you easiest be careful. way. This is the you, easy, this okay, the easy way to describe Timothy it. Chalamet? No, if they get <laughs> as Joe Lapuma. No, okay. if they get Brendan Dunn to play Joe Lapuma, would you be honored? But it's like you landed the plane. You landed the plane because I thought you were going to go somewhere else. It's like you you know you have so much insider info on Joe and probably know a lot of his characteristics and everything. But Brendan Dunn is not Joe Lapuma. No, I don't know. That's a bad analogy. No, it's it's literally not. Matt Damon doesn't have so much insider. What just because he met with Sonny? No, but I'm just saying he like he understood the character, but like (laughs) Matt Damon is not. Sonny Vaccaro. You missed him saying Timothy Chalamet playing oh. me in Sneaker Shop. Oh. Who would play Dave Matthews? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I think the point Wealthy's trying to make, and and I made similar ones with other characters, and it's a good one in my opinion. And I, I'm, I'm sorry if y'all are listening to this and upset about us expressing our opinions about the movie, just our opinions. But he doesn't have that swarthy East Coast Italian guy, you know. He, he's just like, hey, my name is Sonny Vaccaro, and you look at Matt Damon, it's like blonde hair, blue eyed guy. It's just like it just doesn't fit. But you told me before the podcast, you had a uh, if you had to recast, he had a good one. Paul Giamatti as Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So you, we both liked the performance, but just felt doesn't really like that's not Sonny Vaccaro. They're best friends. It was their first movie on the production company, but okay, I understand. Also, I saw an interview where Matt Damon said Ben and him were talking about who was going to play Sonny, mm-hmm. him or 
Ben, mm -hmm. and Ben was directing it, and it was like, you know, Ben has to direct, so he's like swamped with that, so yeah. they gave the larger part to me. I'm glad game. Ben did. That you had said, you, I know you had said, you know, like the wardrobe helps yeah. a, mm -hmm. a little bit, because he's wearing some of the clothes, and they gave him, I don't know if he gained weight, but they gave him like a little a, bit of a paunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben is good as Phil. You like that performance. That fits, like the beard... The hair, the him being the tall, skinny guy, barefoot in the yeah, office, yeah. like coming through in the pink jogging pants yeah. or spandex. That's good. I feel mm. like he's really good as Phil Knight. The the purple esque uh, Porsche crepe. Yep. Yeah, I, I like that performance. Fine. There was some feedback I saw. This is from our uh, friend Matt Kish at Business Insider. Oh yeah, he had one of the better pieces I've seen in response to the movie, and he went and saw. The movie in Oregon with, some, with, with a bunch Nike. of yeah mm -hmm. Nike alumni and kind of got their feedback yeah. on what was right and what was wrong, and uh, he said that one of the things was the portrayal to these people who worked at Nike for years of Phil Knight didn't feel totally accurate and that quote he was self-deprecating. It's unlikely that he'd boast about his importance to history or the size of Nike as his character does in two scenes. So but, again, some and, of the people who were involved but and who also were there that for the scene, story. that scene though when he's boasting about the size of Nike that they had said that that was like not oh, what's the way they do it? they th that wasn't what he was supposed they did it as a line in the mm -hmm. film itself where he was supposed to come in and just make himself seem more important that that's yeah. not how he was really going to act right 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 in the meeting yes so that wasn't like him bragging Think that's a good strategy <laughs> why why is it doing no, the, se the seven minute thing thing is oh maybe Maybe. I mean, it seemed like the meeting was a disaster until Sonny knocked it out of the park. In the fictionalized yeah. account. Yeah. Go on, Wealthy, please. Keep going. To me, and this isn't this is just my hunch. Yeah. To me, obvious that Michael Jordan wasn't involved, so his character was left out of the Wait, film. You so read what Ben has been saying. You believe that this whole line that they've been giving about how they intentionally left Michael Jordan out of the film because he was too magnificent a person and too tall a figure in history to ever portray with somebody else. You think that's all a myth and that the real yes. reason yes. he is so absent it's the biggest, in the movie yes. is because they couldn't get him to agree to yes. I mean, something. Mike, there's so many things over time. Like It's like proven that the, or, you know, the last dance that Michael Jordan gave them all the footage. Sure, he it. was a key part. He, he signed his, off his on it. He was it. like yeah, part we, of the production yeah. of it. In the 90s, Michael Jordan wasn't in NBA Jam because he didn't want to give his likeness yeah. to the game. It's like Michael Jordan is either all the way in on something or like not involved with. The fact you don't even see his face, it's just like the back of his head mm -hmm. the whole time. It's just... I, you I, felt like there was something more there yes, than what Yes, I feel like Michael told. Jordan didn't write, check off on the movie. And even when we had Marlon Wayans on Full Size Run, mm -hmm. he was kind of dismissive about Michael Jordan is too big to even care about this film. Yeah. Which makes me believe that MJ didn't care about the film. But did you read the part about Ben, MJ told Ben Viola Davis has to play his she's, mom? She's great. Yeah. She's great but in the film. But do you believe that that conversation happened? I believe that, but I also believe MJ saying, I'm not going to be, I, I, you can't portray me in some way. Yes. That's what you think. Happened. That's what I think. I, I mean, I could be totally wrong. That's just my hunch that like, okay. I mean, this whole movie is about making myth, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made some myths along the way in the production of it and had to, you know, blur the facts a little bit. I'm, I'm not mad at you speculating on that. Um, best scene to me is the end where Phil talks about 
Carolyn Davidson making the swoosh. Where did the sound swoosh come from? Yeah. In that he goes, how would I feel if I made the com- company named Dimension Six? That's the real shoe dog. Yeah, you like those little those little nods to the history. The one thing that I someone did say to me last night after I posted I had seen the movie that I didn't pick up on, like you said there were so many like Easter eggs in the film that you don't realize until you watched it multiple times, mm-hmm. is that they downplayed the importance of Jeff Johnson in the film where they just refer to him as some consultant where mm-hmm. he's like the first employee at Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that there was a lot of complaints. Again, this is going back to Matt Kish's piece of Business Insider, which you should go read it. It's a good recap, in my opinion, about the level of importance given to certain people and and what role they played but i think to some extent that makes sense where it's a movie and you have to have one protagonist and one hero and this movie decides that sonny vaccaro is that person and i and obviously we know from our old conversations with sonny that he was a person who felt um shorted in that regard mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. and like he didn't get the credit and now i think that credit has balanced out but people were saying again to to matt kish that the role of of rob strasser or the role of Peter Moore were were diminished significantly in this movie and that in history they were much more active in creating this thing. Well there's the one scene where you know where they pr- where they do the whole presentation mm-hmm. and Peter starts talking about the design and they're like shut up shut up you know. Right. Or they go thanks Peter. Yeah. Or they call him Pete. Yeah, thanks Pete. Exactly. Which is again going back to Matt Kish. No, apparently nobody ever called Peter Moore Pete. And another thing that Sonny has said in interviews that you know how the footage of him watching the shot North yeah. Carolina. Sonny has said basically he was at that game. Yeah, he told us that. He was, but he was, but in the movie Damon, it's a movie. Obviously, yeah. that's where I kind of stand on it as like it's a movie. It's sure to be. You there's know, a lot of shortcuts you have to take exactly, and, and, and it's ways you be, have to package things neatly. Right. There's going to be some satire to make it more like uh, maybe for the mass and yeah. you know, but. Basically, Sonny was saying, you know, in the movie, Matt Damon is looking through footage of what players. And he puts Michael Jordan, he sees the shot, and he's talking about James Worthy, who was like the star. And they drew up the play. Dean Smith drew up the play for Jordan, and that's when he realized. And Sonny said in a press run that he's been doing, basically, that he was at the game. Yeah. He had that thought. Damon in the movie contextualized that into him watching footage, but it wasn't really him watching footage. He was at the game and that's how he thought this is the guy yeah so like you know and i I, I get it i thought that would have been more powerful though because i had the same feeling when i went back and listened to our old conversation with sonny vaccaro of like to me that's a better scene in the movie because sonny was actually there at the game in the movie he watches the tape like he could have had such a better more impassioned speech and pitch if he told these guys i was sitting 20 feet away i saw mike jordan turn into michael jordan when he made the shot and won the championship it almost seemed like they didn't know who michael jordan was to some extent who in the film like they kind of had to sell because it's like, like he kind of was discovers there, him if, if Sonny was there it's yeah. like he already knew that this guy was that but it almost seemed like who do we pick you i don't know? think Sonny. again i think that's all to drag out a little bit of the story but sure. Sonny, i think also i don't want to uh, if i'm correct i think Sonny, that's the moment Sonny knew of jordan mm-hmm. and he also said that he was at the game and it was such like a thing because georgetown was a big nike school right so to see this guy wearing converse and making the shot that was the moment, and he, was, and he was like, you know, Damon perfectly kind of did it in the movie where he contextualized exactly how I felt, but it wasn't me essentially looking at footage. And yeah. things like did that. you feel slighted, Brendan, on how much they uh, uh, disparaged <laughs> John Stockton and Gonzaga in the film? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, that's totally think, fine. I think your biggest thing, like 
most people is the Rob Strausser. I mean, Rob Strausser, like, it's isn't he just like a much bigger dude in person and just a lot more f you? Well, that's the thing. I think yeah. I think Bateman was like a little timid, I guess, and mm-hmm. like of the group, and you know, Strausser. You read up on him, and if you know, yeah, you know and, him, and you was, and you should. By the way, there's an yeah. old uh, Willamette Week piece that resurfaced uh, in in the wake of this movie coming out called "The Man Who Saved Nike," and it's it's a, a you know mm-hmm. a portrait around that time of Rob Strasser and everything he did, and yeah, I think better captures the ways he contributed to all of that. Yeah, but all I, in all, did you like it? No, I did. I did like the film, but those are just like if you if you're gonna put send us to watch this movie, you know, as like sneaker. Mm-hmm experts or whatever yeah. you want to call us it's like you have to like pick apart yeah the pieces to it that's how i felt i feel like it's an important part of the tradition like this movie couldn't exist in this way and i wrote about this this movie couldn't be made were it not for this whole cottage industry of people like us obsessing over sneakers so to me it's a totally fine and appropriate ritual to come to that movie and say okay what did they get right what did they get wrong what yeah. feels right to us what Although, doesn't to be fair it's like i was expecting to go into the movie and it like everyone be there and like Jordans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The person sitting next to me had on Fumeros, mm-hmm. and the okay. person sitting next to the other side of me had on UNLV dunks. But beyond that, I didn't see one pair of like cool shoes. Mm-hmm. Was it in, him or no? In, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see one pair of like cool shoes in in the theater, and I was expecting it to be like all sneakerheads who yeah. went there, and it wasn't. You were expecting the sneaker cam. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was it actually it was kind of nice to go to the movie and have it not be all, with all due respect, like people just breaking out a pair of shoes to watch the film. That's all. There's okay. one thing we do have to mention though. What? Oh, the shoe? No, the soundtrack. Yeah, A plus. Yeah, soundtrack is great. Fifty fifty. Oh, I like it. So oh. here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. This the is sound gonna, supervisor this, went crazy. The music supervisor. This, this might me? sound. Yeah. This might cook. They, this they might. A lot on this that. might yes. sound. This might sound a little. So the the music is great, right? But every time I see an 80s movie that plays all those like super iconic 80s, Obvious ones. 80s songs, I'm expecting a movie to be about like excess money, drugs, uh, illicit lifestyle, mm-hmm. like super like 80s film mm-hmm. that like pushes it Could over. Could have gone there with Nike. <laughs> and that part, it just, it was like, oh, just these kind of like burnt out dudes sitting in an office yeah. which is like a lot of the film except for Phil Knight's character. What about when we got to the boss? Jersey's own Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. Did the, you like that what moment? What about in I a did. big country when when Sonny aka Damon is whipping or to to Carolina in a big country? <laughs> no? Time it, after it, time it, it didn't tra- you Time didn't sh- after time you is didn't a shed one classic. The, the music is good for some reason it just didn't when I think of all like the super iconic yeah. 80s films have the crazy soundtracks yeah. it's just like this isn't that sort of movie. Yeah. You know one other thing i thought just because of how complicated the history and how many important interesting players there are in this thing and because i'm obsessed with this stuff and part of it was i wanted to see more where i wish this was an hbo series that you know every character could be given their due and we we spent an hour with rob strasser and we spent an hour with peter moore you know people like that imagine imagine how much fun that would be the the david falk character a little little over the top yeah Yeah. obviously little little i don't really know anything about david falk definitely over the top smith our friend stan smith there's the picture of oh, Stan Smith right. in the background. David Falk was his yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Manager. That one scene about all the herpes and everything. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's I, just for move the movie. Like, yeah, eh, little too like yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people laughed in the theater though, right? Yeah, there was. That's there, why there was, was giggles. Yucks. But to your point about 
an episodic series. One of my favorite podcasts, The Rewatchables, The Ringer. Okay. Shout, shout out to Sean Fennessy, Bill Simmons, and they do it weekly. And they always ask, could this movie be an eight episodic? Does it work better as an eight yeah. episodic mm-hmm. series? And that's kind of what it, you just said. For me, yes. I, I would love that. Every tiny bit of history mm. with way more references. Real shoe dog stuff. You know, yeah, it's just such a rich history. And speaking of history, a little bit more nitpicking that came courtesy oh. of a retired Nike historian, Scott Reams. He had a couple posts on LinkedIn about yeah. this. And this stuff is super interesting to me because he's probably one of the most qualified people in the world to speak on this mm-hmm. in terms of a man who was tasked professionally with chronicling Nike's history and understanding exactly what was and wasn't right. Um, you know, he had a bunch of little complaints. Some of them were big. Um, one of them was that uh, when he first saw the movie, he said there was a graphic that said Nike bought Commerce in 1996. This is the end of the film. Yeah, yeah which is wrong. Yeah, and then he said uh, he watched it later and the graphic was changed to say the one Nike. I the one I saw said 1996 yeah he, he saw another version that was changed and it said 2003 which is the right year that's a weird historical inaccuracy where mm-hmm. you would just google that hmm. and 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 get the right year hmm. after I read his post I just googled when did Nike buy Converse and 2003 comes up immediately so I don't know how you got that wrong um you know some other stuff about a lot of those offices were not necessarily all in the same place. Peter Moore's office was in downstairs. He was in downtown Portland. But that kind of makes sense to me for them to condense it, make, it, it makes sense that in the sense. film that like Peter's yeah. kind of like sense. the outcast that's in the basement. But the one part, too, is about how many medals Nike won at the L.A. Yeah, Olympics. He yeah, said, he said a reference to how there had only been four medals won by Nike athletes in the just-completed 84 LA Olympics. The actual number was 65. That's That's such a huge one, and just the numbers are so easy to get right, in my opinion. Where, where how, how do you get that wrong? Yeah, um, one one of the things too I think to talk about in the in the film, I know a lot of people were nitpicking is the shoe itself. Um, I don't think not, that mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a little extra for people to be upset at. So the here's the other thing: I totally get, I totally understand why it wouldn't be a vintage pair of Air mm-hmm. Jordans because yes. that looks stupid. Like yes. you're not going to have a pair of yellow, like OG crackled shoes. It's almost impossible to yes. find the right sneaker yes. that is pristine and enough and in that yes. moment to look. And you're not like going to have like then. 2015 Chicago. Yeah, that would have been be worse. Right. Wouldn't I think. be right. That would have been worse. worse. But there's just something about that shoe, like when it, and I I get it goes both ways when they put it out there where it doesn't look real. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes onto the thing, it looks like. In the movie. Yeah, it looks like blocky-esque. But then that part of the movie, though, did people like clap or gasp? Every single thing I've been in, people like, you heard when they unveiled the shoe, people heard like. It's like, you know what the shoe looks like? That the hard, the hard. Yeah, but we do, obviously, but like casuals. You have, if you do not know what, like. Right, but they're not like, oh, that's not the one, a casual person. No, no, like, like, oh, this is off. Fully oh, ca- oh, not that, not that. That's what I, I, I mean. Thought, I thought you meant a casual but person you didn't know what movie, the Air Jordan One was. Yeah, in the you notice in the movie they hold it back, like, yeah, until the reveal. And every time I've been in the movie, like watching it the three times, it's like when that they unveil it, people like clap or whatever. But it does also look like a. A stitched together sample, which is fine. No, that's still that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, a, yeah, it would have been a prototype at yeah. that yeah. phase. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't believe he made it that. in two days. <laughs> 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 Any other final thoughts on air? I like it. Well, see, overall, it's good. It's not like a great film. Really solid, fun, it's good. And it's not, it's not even a, a knock on the film, but it's just I already know 
like what's going to happen yeah. in it where it's not there's no surprises. Uh, yeah, uh, for, I guess for some people they're like, "Oh, I really thought he was going to sign to Adidas." I'm like, "Really?" Like <laughs> it's different though. It's different. It's You're, different for yeah. you. I mean, I thought that to me one of the, the funnier parts in the film was the portrayal of the other footwear brands. Yeah, that was good. Um when they go to Converse really and when they go to and Germany they when, they, the when they go to when yeah. they go to they go to Adidas yeah. and you know they have like the the West German flag in the in the yeah. background and Horst Dossler and yeah and imagine that imagine that with, like, in the HBO some series oh um or no no, no. Okay, y'all should know if you're listening to this sorry. podcast you should know the history as well and again if if you don't there's there's a wealth of uh, primary sources you can go out there and check that uh, really break down the real stuff that happened in great detail um oh. Another pair of Jordans that doesn't look quite real. Can we talk about these two, three hybrids? Gentry Humphrey yeah, so, popped oh, out in. So I saw the clip of it's like he's walk, Gentry was walking into a room or something. Yeah, he's got he's got on a, a sneaker that looks somewhere between a Jordan two and a Jordan three. It's the Jordan two upper, basically with the, the three Jordan. sole, right? Big fusion. Mm. Okay, fusion energy. Maybe I'll get crucified for this. You, you like them? I kind of like them. Not bad. I they're too low. Think they're too, fine. Too lows, right? For yeah. hybrids. Yeah. yeah. I like Jordan 2 lows, so I don't know. It does look like a Team Jordan. Of course. I mean, oh. I think it's very hard for hybrid or mashup Jordans to ever be good, and part of that is because we love these things because there's some prototype form of them in our head that exists. You know, you want that exact shape, and that's frozen in time, and if you change it, it's wrong. A mm -hmm. little bit of yellowing in the sole, kind of. Do you like these, Joe? It's a white shoe. So. It's a white shoe, but I don't <laughs> They're mind <out>. them. I've <laughs> seen worse fusions for sure. They oh my look, god! They don't yes. look. They what's don't the, look what's that the bad. worst fusion Jordan of all time? Son of Mars is pretty pretty down there, right? Yeah. Um, Spizike is probably the best. Oh, this, I love the Spizike. Oh, I thought you were going to say you don't like. I the remember Spizike. unboxing those at the finish line and just seeing that black with the green and the red. I was like, I, I they were very expensive, right? I remember I was like, I can't, I'm not going to buy these, but. Love the Spizikes. I think maybe the worst were like, just because they looked like the actual Jordans were like the three and nine fusions. Because it was like, if you saw someone from afar, you're like, oh, wait, you got it. And then you look. What about the 60 plus? You remember the 60 plus oh, in that yeah. laney that colorway? Was, that shoe went bonkers. There was a, like a Pistons yeah. colorway. It was like a black, blue, and red. Jordan 6, 17, 23. I'm just looking at a list of, bad of the shoe. hybrids. Really? I felt like that one wasn't as offensive as No, that was them. pretty bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, the 60 so, plus did really well as far as like numbers, like like sell volume, through goes. Yeah, units. Yeah, those sold really well. Same as we talked about it on here, True Flight. That shoe did of course. ridiculously well at the yeah. time. One that I love. The You're going on record saying there's a Jordan hybrid that you love? Yeah, sentimental reasons. But I remember the Kemba Walker UConn championship run. The 617-23, he was wearing them we on just court. We talked about it. Yeah, awful shoe. Oh, that's what you just said? Yeah. yeah. Awful shoe. I almost, I went to foot... Sorry, I missed that. I was Googling it. I went to foot action and almost bought a pair because that's what he was wearing. Wow, was, you yeah. were so swayed yep. by the power of UConn does basketball. This sway, yep. And Kemba Walker, does this sway you at all? No, that shoe's awful. I don't think the shoe is awful. It's pretty bad. It, I remember the Getty I, image. It looks I remember, pretty good. I remember when that shoe came in the store and I'm like, really, this is what they're doing right now? 
<laughs> you know he wasn't. <laughs> just hating. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to work hard to sell exactly. this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was one that I was close to buying for real. That was the, that. Besides the Spizzlike, that was the only one I was close to buying. You know, one fusion that I will admit to kind of liking at the time, even though I don't think anybody else probably did, the Jordan Comfort Viz Air 11. That Jordan 11 low looking thing with like an airbag. Soul Collector did a collaboration. Yeah, the first ever. They got, ro- uh, they got, they got uh, Zach Dubasic and Nick DePaula got rope doped on. <laughs> they could, oh they said that, no, Nick told the story on the podcast. <laughs> oh. We thought he was getting Air Jordan 11 collab. And oh. yeah. I think there's a sample version of a Jordan 11 that it was supposed to accompany that. I'm sure Nick Ingvall will fill in the history on that. But I, I actually kind of liked those at the time. I, I didn't think that was the most offensive thing ever, which I, to me is the bar when it comes to Fusion Jordans, you know? Although... Yeah. Not anything I would ever spend money on. Yeah, these two threes though. Yeah, I think I think they're fine. I think they're better than the three one two, which also is is a fusion that I don't think is that bad. But so another another point that uh, people have been bringing up, our friend Sneaker Dave, Dave Whitehead, yes, mentioned that because after the Last Dance came out, there was a there was a boom in a or boom in a. Air Jordan resale, yeah, mm-hmm. and where, where the prices of vintage Jordan ones in particular changed forever. Yes, that exact moment, yes, switched how we look at the Jordan one on the resale market, and and all of a sudden, those OG pairs went from yeah, sometimes you could find a beat up pair, sometimes mm-hmm. you could find you know one that was well worn yeah. that wouldn't be that expensive too. These are now unattainable, yes. thousands of dollars no matter what. Very interesting point. Shout out to your guy, curated van. Curated Van just did a podcast I actually was listening to. But, yeah, exactly. But also during that time period, uh, you had so many, which I would consider ass Air Jordan 1s <laughs> that also came Always out. Always the most eloquent. University Blue, uh, the see, ones that look like clouds. I, those shoes aren't going to matter in a few years. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, Obviously, there's going to be people who bought them who love them. And people are going to get mad at me. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite shoe. Mm-hmm. 22-year-old kids who made $100,000 selling them. TikTok, TikTok, Air Jordan 1s. For the record, I don't think the Air Jordan 1s a bad shoe. I think it's one of the most iconic sneakers of all time. I love Disclaimer, Wealthy always has to put on this. Yes. A lot of the OG colorways, some of the best shoes ever created. Yes. University Blue Air Jordan 1s, not one of the best shoes ever created. Um, But you saw a boom in, like, the desirability of those shoes, the resale value of those shoes where people could sell those for four or five hundred plus dollars pretty consistently and i think people thought that maybe that there was going to be a correlation as well with a lot of jordan ones but it feels like the jordan one is like it's not a shoe that's i don't want to say played out per se Mm -hmm. but it's definitely on the decline from where that moment was like 2019 2020 and to be honest it could be on a decline it seems like maybe it is on a decline but also well i mean lost it was it, it, there was only so was much you could keep going. And there were so many colorways. I, the boom—it was like you another. Can't sustain that forever. Exactly. There was like another big boom of it. Besides the OGs that we talked about last dance, all those colorways. It seems like people have been into for the past few years, and now it seems like it's slowing down. I feel like a the, the the last dance of the Air Jordan one. Hey. Oh, there we go. Was the lost and found, and so that, that hit crazy. That would, but that was like the crescendo mm-hmm. of the Air Jordan one. And it feels like maybe it's little. Yeah, but what if they bring like a royal lost and found? Well, they're going Not, to, right? Yeah, no. Like, what if they bring a royal vintage one? Well, back? that it, would hit. It's always I'll be, those I'll shoe, buy it. Those shoes are always going to hit, right? Like, You're talking about the other non-retro the colorways. things that fill in the gaps between mm-hmm. the yeah. OG ones that we love. 
Yeah, like, I mean, maybe there's a big buzz for it, but like Skyline Jordan 1s, I don't know how hard that shoe's going to hit. You actually kind of like that shoe, right? Which is surprising no, to me. No, I don't like that one. I like the box of that shoe. Yeah, the oh, box is me. different. I don't the, like this one. See, like, and we mentioned, I don't like this one We all. mentioned 60 plus. There was the 60, there's a retro coming out of the 60 plus Air Jordan 1 pack done OG way, the Celtics green, mm -hmm. black toe. Mm-hmm. That's coming out. Or, time. That's coming out this weekend. Neither, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know how much that shoe's going to hit. You know, yeah. and it's like three years ago. I feel like that shoe would have hit. Maybe not because it's green, but like I feel like that shoe would have hit way harder. That's all. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I think that it's maybe a similar trajectory of the dunk where there was this period, especially kind of parallel to each other, right? Yeah. Right in the in the heart of COVID, in our darkest times that we shared. Um, sorry uh <laughs> you know 2020 where you could drop a you know be true colored sp dunk low with some okay leather on it and it would be a sneaker that would resell for five or six hundred dollars and that people would go insane for sorry to contextualize everything with resale prices but it does help mm -hmm. sometimes i think that it's weird to see the excitement fade sometimes but i think we as consumers benefit from it because there's a lot of great dunks that are just on shelves right now where in 2020 those sneakers wouldn't have had a chance to sit on the shelf. You would have had to go crazy to, to you know, put a bunch of effort into trying to buy them. Now, now that's and, not the case. And I think it's totally fine too because it's not saying, oh, sneakers suck now. You know, Air Jordan One Dunk are played out. It's like to me, it's like this has been a great year in shoes. Yeah. You know, and I and I don't want to like dig too much into that because that's like we can do a whole episode mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. But it felt like for the longest time that. Not that I wasn't excited by shoes anymore, but just when the whole market was just dunk low in mm. Air Jordan One, it, it I was, feel like that was just pain for you. Like yeah. you, you, that it was, was just so yeah. it was so like uniform, like monotonous, boring. And it's yeah. like if you both of those are great shoes. I don't want to go on the record be like I'm a Duncan Air Jordan One hater because I'm not. Mm. But when ninety percent of like the cool shoes on the market are white on white. Air Force Ones, also great shoe. Not course, hating on yeah. that in any bit, but white on white Air Force Ones. Panda Dunks, Air Jordan 1s. Mocha, like, yeah, it's Mocha Jordan that, 1s. It's like all the same shoe kind of just in different forms for the most part. Mm -hmm. And it's like, come on, we need just a little bit more diversity in our footwear. Did you feel about the New Balance 550 or no? I guess that fits into the same, the same like... It, it was that group, it seems, right? Yeah, that whole just like white leather low top, or I guess one's a high top, but... Mm -hmm. But now it feels like, oh, there's a little, like the industry's variety. And not just super niche sneaker culture where it's like, it's starting to bleed over a little bit and like there's exciting things out there. That's, yeah, it's Vomero's, all this. Uh, yeah. Vomero's are everywhere. Vomero's yeah. are everywhere. I love it. Wow. I mean, we're about to see, you know, we, they like hit with that one. Yeah. You know, the, we just mentioned the ALD 860 V2. Mm -hmm. That shoe came out at like uh, 2018, I believe, and didn't really get the same. Love, there was a dime collaboration, which yes. were great, I feel like. But a lot of shoes this year, you know, the the white cement threes, SB4s, Bronson New Balances. You know, I mean, another shoe that's coming out that I love, the Adidas Dublin's getting retroed. You see all these, like... I love to see you putting on for Ireland. Yeah. You see all these different yeah. things, and it's just... It's more fun to have that much more variety in Tiffany shoes. Air Force One. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> Just get, what is that? It's stuck in there. He was, Cortez sorry, Joe, 95. He was Cortez, Cortez 95. It just feels like the game's getting a little more. Uh, you feel like we we got to what the game's been missing? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know the the Tiffany thing. He was talking about the best shoes. I snuck it in there. Did he you was see, talking about did the, you see the there was ones. a there was a TikToky reel going around where someone's walking the streets with an actual uh S S B Tiffany. I've and, seen this because six no. people have sent it to me. Oh, yes. I haven't seen it. There's someone walking down the street like this with one uh in the I same I think it's hand. in Liverpool, right? Yeah, one SB in one Tiffany Air Force One, and they're like, which shoe's better? Yeah. And I think like f five out of six people all say Tiffany Dunk, of course. That's right. That's true. Five yeah, out of six people would be right. No yeah, other people are wrong. That. And anybody who says that the Tiffany Air Force One is one of the best shoes of the year, oh. also wrong. Mm, let's see. We'll circle back and put a pin in that and all the other corporate jargon to that <laughs> combo. Have you received your list? Air Force One yet, Joe? No. No. That's all. <laughs> That's I would all? wear those though. Yeah. I think I would pop out. What's the What's the fit looking I like? Know. That's the question. Think. That's I'd have the to question. Think. Bracelet you got on today would kind of match the colors. It's a colorful shoe. Fruity Pebbles. Anything also, else we need to talk also about? Also, one of my other, I should mention one of my other favorite shoes this year so far. Those Kith nine, I can't talk about that shoe enough. Which shoe? The Kith nine nine threes. They should have made so much more of those. That shoe is amazing. Did you, you buy like that? They were gone before anyone knew it, hmm. and everyone's saying they're like, I didn't know that shoe was coming out. It came out, and now the resale's like astronomical. On really? It. That was yeah. a Monday program. Yeah. RF Lucy. It was just, it was just a the RF Lucy just, Monday program. And it, it, it for for what it's worth, I feel like it's one of the best shoes Ronnie's done in years. Oh. Not saying the other shoes aren't good, but like that's like to me, it's like up there. Okay. Okay. Look at you excited restoring the feeling. I love that. This is this is the Matt Wealthy yeah, I like. We the one that's happy about sneakers. We need it. There's a lot of good. You know what? You know what I like? I like that there's a lot of good shoes that are mainstream enough that it's not you're like just this weird niche person in the corner that's like oh you're just wearing like solomons and Sauconies that like nobody hmm. just you and your five friends care about you know mm -hmm. okay i like that there's a lot of big mainstream shoes this year that are like that aren't just super boring yeah you know what i like what Matt Wealthy liking shoes. Yeah, look at you. Popeye got his spinach last night Mr. at Sarku. Positivity. All of a sudden, okay. I did get the, I did get the mixed vegetables on the side. Yeah, of course. Oh, any any other? No. Oh wait, no. I think there is one other thing to touch on. What? I think that today is a bit of a special day. Yeah, I Dave Matthews is in studio. No, I mean our producer Dave Matthews. You know he floats around sometimes. Sometimes you see him. Sometimes oh, you don't. But wow. today wow. is a special day for another reason, this. a different reason. Wow. And we have Jillian making a rare appearance on camera here. Turn the camera wow. on. Thank you so Turn much. Turn the YouTube on. Wow. Look at this. A live birthday. If you're listening to this on wow. the podcast, you are missing out on. Joe Thank you, Lepuma's. Jillian. Thank you, Jillian, for everything you do. Look, Jillian, put the Jillian put the candles. Look on at this. She's gonna do. What's his name? As the cake boss, uh, Buddy, uh, <laughs> Buddy Velastro. You got the. This is a great cake. Wow. You gonna it. make a wish? It's Joe Lapuma's birthday as we record this, not as we as we premiere this episode. So when you hear it, he'll be well into um, this latest year in his life, which I won't say which year it is. No, no. Over the hill. Yeah. It's Googleable. <laughs> it is so. Well, no. What if we Google your net worth? Brendan Dunn's also That's five, not accurate. Brendan Dunn's accurate. also five foot three, according to Google. So. Chill, chill out. <laughs> Listen, thank you guys so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Let me make a wish. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are the thank smoke you. alarms going to go off here in nah, the studio? We're good. Imagine we're good. that. We're going to eat this cake, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. What flavor is it? 
I don't know. I have to check, but it looks good. A lot of colorful sprinkles. Look at the JLP. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. What are you doing for your birthday? Uh, I went to Atlantic City for a night. And how did you, were you, you felt like sunny out there blowing on the dice? Oh, sunny on the table. <laughs> I, went to, uh, I went to, so I went to, shouts to the ocean, Atlantic City, uh, shouts to Brian, shouts to Lisa. They hooked it up, went less than 24 hours, but went to like the sports book and watched the Israel Adesanya Watched? Fight. What did you bet on? No, I didn't, I didn't really bet. I didn't what? really bet. I know I'm bad at that. I'm what not a gambler. I'm not City a gambler. I know, but we had a great time there. And then, you know, I will be on semi vacation next week. And I say semi because I'm keeping my meetings on my schedule. I can't just like unplug. Sitting poolside in Miami with the flyness and rolling. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you guys. I appreciate yeah, um, it. Hoboken style, baby. Yep. You like Sounds that? Sounds like something I would say. <laughs> Cake boss. Happy birthday, Joe. Thank Happy you so birthday. much. Appreciate everyone. Appreciate uh yeah. Another year with the with the with the team. Another year with the team. Yeah. Another episode. Another episode. We, we did talk about sneakers in this past hour, right? Yeah, yes. apologies for the Sarku rant, but if you know, <laughs> you know. Anyone who knows, drop a comment about Sarku. We gave hey. it the, um, the proper amount of time. They want to sponsor the show? We need it. That would be, I'd eat it every day. I almost did would when you? I was. No. No, but I ate it probably three times a week when I was working on finish line. Really? Oh, yeah. the best. I had a dark period in my life where I was eating a lot of Popeyes. Well, that doesn't sound dark at all. That sounds great. Uh, uh, yeah, great for my happiness, if not my health. <laughs> All right, listen, this has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe. We are off next week, but we will see you in two weeks. And we hope you have a great birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's important. Yep. Appreciate it. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.